Ask the Podcast Coach for October 29th, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means... It's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. Jim, you can really get your boogie on when you're standing up. That's what Yeah, I'm... it's kind of cool, isn't it? I can kind of <laughs> lean into it. <laughs> Joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Collison from theaverageguy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Coming to you from my office. I think this is the first time I've done the office, maybe. Yeah. I, usually the studio. Done the studio a couple times. Uh, but we're it's disaster recovery month here at Gallup, and we're practicing today. So all the networks are down. I'm like, ah. Fortunately, the guest network is up. I was able to attach to it and get in. But the office is the only place I can do that. So I'm in my office. There you go. And do you know what your headset is? Because your Yeah, it's a... Yeah, brand new. It's a Logitech uh, wired uh, zone, brand new from Logitech, and uh, I think these retail about two fifty. It was uh, I was using the um, Jabra forties. Yeah, and the really good headset, really good. And then it broke, and so I took it. It's a nice thing. Took it down to the health desk, and they're like, "You want a new pair?" So that's what we're on Logitech zone wired zone. Nice. Well, before we get to your thirst. We have a uh, a special thing that is happening here. We'll get to. I know you're thirsty. No, I am. But I'll wait though. I'll but wait. this is important because we have. That's right. A new awesome supporter. Um, I've known Jen forever. Uh, you can find her, and it's funny because I can't remember Jen's name. I'm drawing a total blank right now. Jennifer Longworth. There we go. Uh, Bourbon Barrel Podcasting. Dot com. So she really kind of does like everything. She's got a bunch of clients here on her front page. Again, bourbonbarrelpodcasting.com. And she is, uh, she's an editor. She's a producer. She's a coach. If you want it in podcasting, you can do it. And she's in Kentucky, hence the, if you're wondering why, I know Jim's like, bourbon barrel, I'm in. I, I was, I got excited. I was like, does she have a bourbon podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. But that's hence the uh, whole thing. But you can actually book a free 15-minute consultation with Jen over at bourbonbarrelpodcasting.com. So, Jen, thanks for being an awesome supporter. And if that's not enough, that's right. Uh it's interesting. We, we talked about how Glenn had, uh, oh, dang it. I can't talk and type. Everyone, just listen to the music. It's pretty. Horseradionetwork.com. Uh, <laughs> uh, Glenn sold his uh, network. And so we lost the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com as an awesome supporter. But due to, I don't know, probably taxes or something like that. Um, the one and only Glenn the Geek Hebert. Glenn the Geek Hebert, yes. Yeah, that's right. I thought I said Glenn the Hebert Geek or something. I don't know. It's, <laughs> I'm very tired. Uh, it's been a long week. It has been a long week. So thank you to Glenn for coming back as an awesome supporter. But I know, Jim, you're like, but I'm still thirsty. I am super thirsty, and I have a fake pour. We have a Can fake we? pour. Can we? And, of course, that uh, fake pour is brought to you by Mark over at podcastbranding.co. If, uh, you, and you will hear Mark actually this week on the School of Podcasting. Uh, but if you um, need artwork for your show, 
If you need a new website, I had a member of the School of Podcasting that has a uh, podcast and a website. And to make a long story short, their old web developer, well, he just wasn't Mark. Let's go that route. And uh, they said, hey, do you know anybody that works in Divi that could redo a whole website? And I'm like, yeah, Mark, podcastbranding.co. So really, again, whatever you need, whether it's artwork, if you need that for your show or some sort of lead magnet, or if you just go, I don't know anything about marketing. Uh, Mark can do kind of a marketing uh, and branding audit for you. He's all about the branding. He's all about podcasting, and he is a great designer. He's going to work with you one-on-one to make sure your brand matches your podcast. So check him out. Podcastbranding.co is the place to go, and tell him Dave and Jim sent you. That doesn't sound as good on this headset. (laughs) (laughs) It's harder to get the slurp in. Big thanks to Dan Lefebvre over there, based on a true story podcast at based on a true story podcast.com. He has two new episodes out a nightmare before Halloween part one and part two. So I, I don't know about you, Dave. It feels like we've been getting ready for this Halloween for about seven years. Yeah. It's been a long lead up to this Halloween. And, uh, but if you're all into that, it's this weekend here in the United States, uh, I guess it's this weekend everywhere in the world. You could check it out based on a true story podcast.com, a nightmare before Halloween part one and two. Thanks Dan for your sponsorship. And of course, Jim and I are dressed up as sexy podcasters, uh, this weekend here. That's the, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Cause we know the rest of the year, it's not true. Uh, I want to, I gotta, I'm going to star DR's question here. Cause I gotta, I gotta share what has been happening to me. It's so much fun. If you've ever heard me say, when you move your podcast to a new media host, you always want to make sure they can do a 301 redirect. So right now on my radar is Kajabi. I see people starting to use Kajabi and I'm like, no, no, don't do that. Um, in, unless you've put your feed into something like Podcast Mirror, don't do that because there's no way to to leave. So many moons ago, you couldn't, if you made a link to something in Bitly and then let's say that company went out of business, there was no way to go in and change that Bitly, which you had shared all over the place because now you had to figure out where did I put that link because I have to go delete it and replace it. So I found this company called Rebrandly and their whole big thing was, hey, you can change your link after you make it. And I was like, oh, that's the one feature I needed. Great, did it. Uh, and it was free, which is even better. And then because I used it so heavily, they're like, hey, you are, you seem to be enjoying this and oh, oh, you're some sort of like almost influencer guy. And they they didn't give me like the whole package, but they gave me more, more features, which was cool. Long story short, it turns out if I wanted to see what the top links were, there was no easy way to get that. And I heard Tanner Campbell talk about this thing called Switchy and all the fun stuff it would do. So here again, the minute you compare it to something else, you're like, well, I want to do, I want to, so then I went to leave Rebrandly and went over to their support. I'm like, I can't seem to find an export option. And they went, yeah, no. And then they sent me a link to where it's like, oh, just run this Python script be sure to run the latest. And I was like, oh, okay. So that's like if you're a developer. So for the last two days, I have done nothing but go into Rebrandly, copy my link, go into Switchy oh. and redo it. And then, and then, so the whole Kansas City, it made me think of that. You, Jim is wearing the ah. Kansas City Chiefs. So I watched the Chiefs game and copied and pasted. And last night was uh, going through, I think, uh, Community on Netflix. But it, it took me 427 links I had to reproduce. 
and so that was uh, uh that was awesome that's no so, fun yeah that is that, that's that's more dedication than i'd have dave yeah. i'd be like yeah i'm just gonna start over <laughs> i'll let people complain i thought about it but yeah. i just i had so much support this show.com slash yeah. whatever i had done everywhere and i was like ah so kim asked a quick question about this can't you host on libsyn and then use kajabi yeah i highly recommend that or host anywhere but not Kajabi, and then use Kajabi. Or if you're on a budget, use Podia. Um, and that's the other thing. I I was thinking about, I, I use right now ConvertKit, which is a great email thing, and you can do all sorts of like, if somebody does this, then do that. And then, you know, all the fun marketing, do this, lead magnet, blah, blah, blah. Well, I can do lead magnets in Podia. And I was like, you know, I'm spending a fair amount of money on ConvertKit. And originally it was going to be ConvertKit and Teachable, and then Teachable turned into Podia. And I was like, hmm, I'm still paying a lot of money for ConvertKit. And I, I started sniffing the idea of using Substack, which is this free email service. And you know me, I'm not a big fan of free, but they do have the ability if you want. It's, the whole, it's one of these like, hey, start a newsletter and sell access to it. And I was like, I don't really want to sell access to my newsletter. I just want to give people stuff away for free. And so thanks to my fun experience with, uh, with Reed Brandley, the first thing I did when I looked at Substack was, can I take my audience with me? Because here's the other thing I found. Um, if you're going to be doing a newsletter, send people to one page that has a newsletter. I think that's the way to go. And here's why. Because if you have like on every page, click here to sign up for a newsletter that's not somehow dynamically inserted, you have to go around and change all of those forms. And so I, I logged into SendFox, which is a free email tool I was using, and I don't use them anymore. It's a really long story, but you can't clean up your email list. You have to let them do that for you. I won't get it, but it's just what I was like, nah. Well, somehow, somewhere on my website, I still have a SendFox form somewhere. And I go over and I'm like, holy cow, I have 620 people signed up for a newsletter or something, and it's just been sitting there. So I exported them out and ran them through a thing called MailCheck because a lot of them were from Russia, and I was like, yeah, okay, that's a bot. Yep. And I threw them into Substack. So I'm I'm playing with that idea, but it's just one of those, again, where I was like, hmm, I'm not a big fan of free, but uh, I've seen, a, you know, I've seen a people that I, uh, like Eric Newsom is the guy who wrote Make Noise and worked at NPR and is a an opinion I uh, value. He's using Substack, and I was like, okay. And that's when I saw that if I wanted to, I could uh, I could export my people. You know, I, I'm not gonna set up a newsletter and then not be able to like, hey, I'm gonna go back to ConvertKit. Oh, I I, I can't do that. So always make sure. And, and one last example, and then honest Jim, I am gonna <laughs> want your opinion on some of this. No, no worries, no worries. I had somebody that, and I get it. But there was some sort of editor, and they had set up some sort of church as a podcast. And they're like, yeah, I, I need to give them access. I'm like, well, you need to give them access to their own show? I go, like, you can do whatever you want. I'm like, we kind of recommend that their card is on the the account because really what's going on is they're hosting a show that they don't own. And the person was like, oh, so it was just one. And the reason that nobody thinks about this is because, well, it's our church and 
everybody loves everybody and it's great and kumbaya and that whole thing. And then three years later, they're like, Father Mark is an idiot. And you're like, I don't know, I'm just here to say, be careful with that. We've talked about that on this show a lot. but uh, Yeah, where two or more gathered, there's conflict. Yeah, have you, uh, have you ever run into something that you, like you start using a system and all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh, it doesn't, oh, ooh. Well, I mean, it, uh, this week, the Microsoft translator that we've, we've done here, yeah. right? They changed their terms of service. Like just, we're done. And uh, mm. I mean, I know there's no surprise, big tech company changes things midstream, right? It's not making the money they want it to or whatever. And so they have, uh, they have, they're going to eventually do away with the web app version of it. And it's only going to be available on iPhone or, or Android. Well, that changes things for me. You know, and I, I bought, I was like, uh, I've been using that thing. I need to, and yeah, yes, I've been using it for free. Like I'm not paying for it, but you, then it, it caused me to scramble. And we, you know, we had a, I had an interview Friday with our CEO that I had promised, you know, we had about 400 people registered and I promised I'd have the translator running. So, you know, you're like Thursday, I'm like, ah, what are we going to do to get this thing working? So, yeah, I know why they're doing it. And I know it's for the greater good. And I know they're innovating. I just, you know, you get, I figure things out and then all of a sudden it stops working or it, was, it wasn't working correctly. And you kind of go, come on, guys, you know, help me out here a little bit. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, we weren't getting a lot of folks to use the transcription or translations. I would only get a single person, maybe two or three to log in at a time. So did, did it, does it put us out? Well, no, but that's one of those examples of where you start doing something, then they change the the terms of service on you yeah. in some way or the service itself. And you're like, ah, you know, so, and they expect it's a free service. So they expected me to find it through their blog. They had posted on their blog. Oh, that's that always good. Changes, yeah. Right? <laughs> no, it's fair. Like I did, they didn't, I'm not paying for this, so it's fair, but that's how they, that's how I got notified that it was, it was changing. So yeah, uh, just, just this week. Yeah. I guess the bottom line is we always go in thinking this is going to be great. This is going to be, to be awesome. And, and you don't want to like jinx yourself, but you need to go, what if this doesn't work? How are we going to get right, out? Yeah. You know, kind yeah. of thing. So um, yeah, DR apparently is one of those people that signed up on SendFox. She's like, I finally got your newsletter today. Thanks, Dave. Um, and she has a question. Um, this is another one of those tools. It's interesting. I've played with it a couple times. And she says, is Superpass an alternative to PodPage? I'm a little confused on what it does. And so am I. I actually bought for 67 bucks, And I'm probably going to ask for a refund. Not because it's a bad product. But, and I'm going to tie it into another story here. You have to make sure people know what you do or they're not going to use your tool. And so it was announced this week that Audrey.io is going out of business. And I looked at their website and it says, own your success story in big giant letters. And then in a bit of letters, it says, join the Audrey community and develop the audience you need to reach your podcast goals. But I still kind of don't know like, what do you mean? And they have discover, collaborate is another, there's a big word that everybody kind of knows what collaborate means, but you like specifically, what do you mean by that? And then promote the stories. And it's not until you scroll down on this website that it says, explore community, make connections and access tools to take your podcast journey to the next level. And even that's kind of vague. 
Like what they did with, from what I saw, what they did to try to to make money was you could start brokering ad sales over there. You could say like, hey, sponsor the show for X amount of money and blah, blah, blah. But I remember when I interviewed the guy and I'm like, how, like, this is a cool service. It's free. Like, what's the deal? How are you going to, you know, stay in business? And he's like, oh, somewhere down the road, we're going to do some stuff. And I was like, huh. So, you know, you kind of go over, find your, there's a lot of like cool I, mm. The other one that gets me, this is a software as a service thing with no demo video. That drives me bonkers. Like you want people to do stuff, grow your podcast, grow your show in front of thousands of new listeners, but they don't really say like how. So it, it's just one of those where I was kind of bummed because they had a cool community, but um, that's actually going to be the the topic of the school of podcasting this week. Cause we talked to Mark, right? Mark changed a couple words and he started getting a whole lot more uh, donations instead of whining about, Hey, it's expensive to do a <laughs> podcast. It's like, Hey, if you got value from this, can you give some of that back? And I'm, I want my money back from Mark. Cause I changed my words and nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did exactly what he told me to do. Dave, I said value. If you find value, and I got nothing. So Mark, I don't know. I don't know. No, I'm just. I mean, I'm kidding. But I'm. I did. I did change. I did change it. I haven't seen anything different. Yeah. But, um, it's a good uh, idea. It's a, it's a really good idea. By the way, the Super Pass is super expensive. Like, yeah. did you see the pricing on it? Well, here's here's the thing. I signed up for it, and I thought because they're like have everything in one spot, and so I imported a. Um, a podcast or two. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. And then I went to import my YouTube channel because my thought was, and I imported my blog and I thought eventually, cause I have davidjackson.org. And I was like, this might replace this. I thought it was a WordPress kind of thing. And We're I talking about super pass. Super right pass. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And so I, I bought it and then I stacked it. I was like, Oh, this could be really cool. And it said, import your YouTube videos. And I'm just going to ask you, Jim, what do you think that means? When somebody says, oh, you can import your YouTube videos. Well, I would just just straight up that way, I, I would think it's actually pulling the video itself in and hosting it. You would think. I, That's, but they're not going to do that. That's way too expensive. No, but I thought they would pull in all my videos. Nope. What do you do is you go into YouTube and at the very top of your link where it says V equals something, something. You copy the thing after the equals or something and right. copy that exactly. and paste it into yeah. YouTube. Yeah. And, I'm like, and I get it. I'm like, okay, it's easy. All I had to do was copy and paste. But when I see import your YouTube videos, I'm like, that's not, mm, I don't know. It was just one of those where I was like, I, I don't think so. So the it's, I'm trying to figure out what it does. Yeah. Because what What's I. What's a website? It's a website. It's right? a it's I a mean, very basic it's a website builder. Yeah, very basic. Yeah. So it's to me, this is one step above. And I have a meeting with them on Monday. That's cool because I was like, yeah. hey, hold on, I got to be missing something because it sounds really cool, and it's just it may be not that it's bad. I just don't think that it does what I want it to do. And if you want to see it in action, uh, we'll give Dave a little love here. If you go to podcast dot bigpodcast.com you'll see where it's a very simple front page dave has with his subscribe buttons on it 
And, you know, because this is really what it is. It's like, hey, put an image here and some text here, make a button. Uh, and if I go to his podcast, you'll see where it's imported his podcast. And that's why I kind of wanted it to go right to the episodes here, but you have to pick a podcast because you might have more than one. And then here it is. And I was like, okay. So it's it's kind of a pod page thing. But the thing that I was like, wait a minute, hold on, is I came in here and I'm now looking at the back end of Superpass. And there's this thing that says content and layout. And you can see under articles here that I imported a blog, my whole blog. So when I click on that, I'm like, yep, here they are. Um, here's my blog post. And this one specifically where I'm talking about Podcast Studio Pro had a YouTube video in it. And when I go to the Superpass version of this website, so this isn't public yet. So if I go to my articles, there's my blog. And I go, here's that same article, no video. And I went, huh. Okay. So then you're like, oh, well, I just saw it. It's right here in Superpass. And when I click on it, all it does is let me upload a new image. I And so this is kind of where it's a little bit like pod page and that it will pull things in from the RSS feed. And I was like, well, I want to get rid of the thing that has the RSS. I want this to be my, my website. So I don't quite get what it does. So that's why I'm kind of like, I sound negative, but I get the feeling I'm painting with peanut butter, that I'm trying to get it to do something that in general, it wasn't designed to do. So it's, um, and this is where I'm really glad that AppSumo has that 30 day. If you're not happy, you can return it kind of. Well, thing. how much did you pay for it? It was 67 times two. So 130 for how long for life? Oh yeah. It's a wow. lifetime deal. Yeah. So that's what wow. I was like, but it dawned on me. I was like, yeah, but it doesn't do what I want it to do. So yeah, on their pricing page, if you go to superpass.com oh, yeah. slash pricing, uh, there's a lot of details on there. It's, well, but the plan most people would need is about 300 bucks a month. Yeah. And that's the one thing right? you, you don't get the built-in app because they, they'll make an app for you. That doesn't come with the AppSumo deal. And you don't, you don't upload videos on their platform. So it's, okay. it's a modified version of it. And so it's probably um, below the premium even, right? I mean, it's kind of somewhere between free and premium for them. Yeah. I would, I would imagine. Yeah. So we, we had a conversation about this in the school of podcasting group and David Hooper said, he goes, it's kind of one step above what your, you know, your lips and your captivate, your buzzsprout kind of basic website where you can listen and subscribe this allows you to do more. And the one thing that I'm not using it for is you can sell products. And that seems somewhat robust. And I get the feeling again that that's probably like, I'll see them like, oh, this is great for that, but I'm not doing that. I think that's probably what I'm going to run into there. So it's, uh, so if you see that, you know, uh, the jury's still kind of out on this. And then uh, I'm tr I think I can do this. Can I log into my YouTube channel while I'm going to you? Like I'm streaming on YouTube right now. Yeah, sure. Because Chris had asked. Sure. Well, you're streaming through StreamYard, not through YouTube. Because Chris had asked a question here. He said, "What are my thoughts on the TikTok experience?" And so far, it's been interesting because I'm getting. Well, that's what I'm trying to compare. So I'm going to share my screen here again. And I'm not sure how many downloads, downloads, what a podcaster am I? I'm not sure how many like 
views I get on, and I'm trying to find here where are my stats in analytics. There we go, in YouTube. Because I've got 2,000 followers, but as you know, you don't, yeah, so 493 views on my last, uh, here's my a couple of my last videos here. Is that under a time frame though? That's what I'm wondering. In the last 28 days, here, let's do this too. Okay, this is going to make this a whole different thing. Because I was thinking TikTok was like, man, I'm getting a, uh, like hundreds of views, you know, or around 100. Okay, yeah, this is different though, <laughs> a whole lot different. But these are my top, is there a sort here? Uh, anyway, if we look at TikTok, I'm getting around, like my last one, I just put this out yesterday, uh, 229, 123 on this one, uh, which I thought was, it's interesting because this was me being funny. And what it was is I always, when you go to uh, podcast events and you have swag, you always have people, females, they go, are there any female shirts? And as a stupid male, I would go like, what's the difference? Like, it's a shirt. Like, you know, I know you have things on your chest and I don't, but like, really, does it make that much of a difference? And I, so I got home from the Irma Bombeck Writers Workshop, where I was probably one of 15 guys out of about 400 people. And uh, I didn't look. I bought this this Irma Bombeck shirt and I get home and it is obviously a female shirt. And when I put it on, even though it was a two, <laughs> even though it was two X, um, it was like, you know, a, you go I, to different events uh, and they always yeah. giving away swag. And sometimes I will hear women be seconds, like, oh, don't they have a normal shirt, shirt I'm always like, what's the big deal? A and shirt's then a shirt. you'll see here. Yeah. Okay. I get it now. <laughs> That's the, uh, so then you see me at the end in the female shirt and you go, okay, I get it now. So, um, so I, I am surprised. The other thing I looked at last night that I was like, I'm getting deeper and deeper into the TikTok space is with this switchy thing, the tool that I'm now using for, and there'll be a link at uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash 412 uh, when this is over to get all the, the links that I'm talking about, is, uh, and one of the reasons why Facebook and Twitter and all these places, I didn't know there were TikTok ads. I've never seen one. And there you can go in and create a pixel just like there's a Facebook pixel. I didn't know there was a Twitter pixel and there's also a TikTok uh, pixel. So I started to like, I, I want my TikTok pixel. And when I looked into it, you can run ads on TikTok. And, and then I went into that and I'm like, oh, you're almost as creepy as Facebook. So that's a whole other uh, fun-filled, you know, rabbit hole you can go down. Yeah, it's tracking, right? I mean, it's tracking. There's ways to block No, Dave, Jim, we don't track, we monitor. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. No, that's all right. I'll, I'll go with that. More monitoring. More yeah. monitoring. Um, I had a, a friend um, who did what you did. He has a bunch of videos, just his face, just saying some things. I'm super skeptical of that stuff. I'm always like, who's, who really wants to watch that stuff? He got 425,000 downloads. So you, you look at all his videos and it's like 30, 17, 105. 425,000. Like it, uh, it's hard to, it's, you know, you kind of go, well, and you know, maybe you can't, maybe if you do enough, it's, if you throw enough leaves into the wind, maybe eventually one will hit something, right. You know, and you, um, it, it's, it, he, he was, he was surprised himself that he had, uh, he had done that well. So 
Uh, is that going to happen to you? If you do it, Dave, are you going to get 425,000 and half a million on a video? Maybe if you like, I'm changing my tune a little bit on this. Cause I kind of used to, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of any of this, these things, these right. little TikTok things, but I met with, we, I met with our social team this, this week and we were chatting a little bit and they're all into it, you know, and I, kind of just changed my mind. I, I was like, you know, if you like doing it, if you're having fun, do it. Even if you're not having fun, but you feel like you have to do it, do it. <laughs> like that's it's a like just if if you want to do it, do it. Don't let anybody tell you you shouldn't be doing those kinds of things. Cause especially if you like doing it, it's not hurting anybody. Get out there and do some things. I think from an old school perspective, sometimes we've been like, oh TikTok, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I think if you're having fun, lots of people are watching it and, and, you know, will it lead to something? You never know. Well, here's my thing is you almost have, I'm coming to the conclusion that marketing right now almost equals annoying. And (laughs) then what I mean by that is I was watching one where this guy was, you know, he was totally MacGyvering. Like he he took this and some jelly beans and this and that and whole nine yeah. yards and yeah, oh, yeah, I remember yeah. what it was he had, he had, uh, he cut out the ice cream container like he cut out the cardboard so he just had this block of ice cream he took a chimney from a lamp so it's kind of skinny and then it goes you know fat at the bottom turned it upside down and jammed it into the ice cream so now you have this pipe and this thing and he just dumped in chocolate syrup and sprinkles and stuff. And as he gets ready to pull this chimney out so all the chocolate's going to go all over the ice cream, it stops. And there's that whole people hate to have things unfinished. Yeah. When you go, you know, my favorite thing is, yeah, we're like, well, what? What is it? You know, so this is like, I want to see what happened because they had chocolate and strawberry and sprinkles. And I'm like, and so that was one that I was like, and here's what I found every time I've ever done this. You click on the person's name, and that usually, if this is like a Facebook reel, will take you to their their page where you have to then go, well, where's the chocolate ice cream video? Like, I want to see how it ends, and I can never find it. There was it, It's always super annoying. And I'm like, but I've seen that anytime I've ever clicked, it's because somebody has really pulled me in, and then when you get to the, you know, that final thing, it's like, nope, sorry, got to go someplace else to get it. And I just find that really <laughs> annoying. Today, um, that newsletter I sent out, uh, Scott Johnson, I, I, this guy is so cool. I love this guy. He he always lets me know. He, he said, hey, Dave, I got your newsletter. Just so you know, the link that you put to Neil Patel's article on what uh, Google thinks about all this AI stuff. Jim, you want to guess what Google thinks about all the AI stuff? Uh, yes. I want to know. Oh, tell me. Uh, but I mean, do you, do you have a guess of what? I uh, know you don't no, really. Don't oh, no. Google hates no. it. Google thinks it's crap. Oh, oh, you mean, so the AI, the way they see it, cause they use AI too. You see, you mean the way we're using AI to create websites yeah. or to create content or to create, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, they're not, they're not, sorry. I, I misunderstood your question. Yeah. So they're not big fans of that. No, they're, they're D they're D uh, emphasizing robots yeah. writing. Text. So, yeah. so Jim put Jim, uh, that's Jim. Uh, Neil put out this article about this and it was in the newsletter. And uh, when you clicked on, well, first of all, when you clicked on it, 
the it didn't work. Like I forgot, I think the H in the HTTP, so it just went gag. And so I fixed it and I said, Scott, thank you so much. Here's the link. And I made sure it worked. And when you go there, Neil does this thing, at least for me, it might be a case where it's just the first time you go to the website, where literally the whole screen becomes a form. Like, do you need more traffic? So it's a marketing thing. It's like a pop-up the size of your entire screen. And what I didn't realize is like in light gray in the upper right-hand corner, there's an X. Because I'm like, I want to read this article, Neil. Can you get this off the screen? And it's ever so – and I was like – all right, here again, marketing equals annoying. Uh, yeah. It and, can be. And I'm hearing more and more about, hey, if you put ads in your podcast, be sure to offer an ad free. And I'm like, is that the strategy? I'm just going to annoy my audience with ads and then so I can make money <laughs> with ads and an ad-free version. It just seems like there seems to be a lot of annoying things going on. Maybe that's just uh, – just me. Well, there's a fine line, right? And and yes. we're 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 just trying to engage. We're, we're trying. It's like these. There's a little debate going on in the chat room, kind of about creating new content. Uh, just up the trail. And I didn't log in as my account, Dave. So you'll have ah. to put this on screen. But said uh, a little bit. I'm giving up on repurposing pod content for every other platform. I'm making platform specific stuff, which hopefully draws people to the website the pod is just part of what i'm doing and i think there's some i mean there's some different schools of thought in this and for some people repurposing works great for others not so much right and i I think you know going again going back to the tiktok comment i mean i mean i think you got to figure it out for what your content is and what you like doing with it in some cases we've been repurposing a lot of stuff at gallup and it's been working great and you make it once use it many times yeah. For others, not finding that same kind of success. For my for my friend who got four hundred and twenty five thousand views on one video, wow. I think it's a fluke. Yeah. Right. I think it was, it got caught in the algorithm and it got showed shown to everyone. And what now follow that formula again and will it work? You might spend the rest of your life chasing that four hundred and twenty five thousand for you know you might you might not. Right. That, that was the interesting thing at the, I was at the Irma Bombeck writer's workshop and I went to the session on TikTok, and the, the person that was doing the session was, was really entertaining, great info. And she said, I make viral videos. And I was like, mm, like mm, really? Mm. Now, granted, she had a couple, she had one that was very funny. And she said, when parents are texting you, well, all they really want to know is, are you dead? Like, that's it. That's real. All, mm-hmm. all they're really looking for is, are you dead? And I was like, that was pretty mm-hmm. funny. But she pointed out all these people, all these videos that had gone viral, because she's talking to a room of people that are at least 50. And her point was not a single person in all these viral videos were dancing. There was no, everything that you think TikTok yep. is. Yep. And so that's when I kind of doubled down. As much as I hate TikTok, because I still swear in 20 years, they're going to somehow take over the world and gas us all based on our location because, you know, whatever. Um, but I, she just said, just be yourself and let the algorithm, you know, find your people. Yeah. And it also, yeah. it also matters who you follow. So don't follow just everybody. And then there's a whole thing about music that I still kind of scratch my head on. But um, so I was like, all right, I'm just going to do what I do. So, so far, most of my TikToks have just been me saying stuff that if you're, a listener to the show, it's, you know, always uh, know who your audience is and all those kind of, you know, bumper sticker advice 
kind of stuff. And then here's a novel idea. Yes, we've heard it again. Be consistent. So, yeah. you know, if yeah. you, she was saying try to try to release twice a day. And she was like 1030 in the morning and 330 in the afternoon or something like that. And I was like, I can't do that just yet, but I'm, I'm getting there. So we shall see. But uh, yeah. So, you know, if, like you said, you're repurposing it and it's great. I'm basically repurposing it, but I, I, my setup is I went into OBS and I set it up to record. So it looks like a phone, even though it's this camera right here. But it's only, it, you know, it's that. I take that, I record it, I throw it into a thing called Clipscribe. Uh, links in the show notes at askthepodcastcoach.com slash 412. And it basically translates, or not transcribes my words. I add a little school of podcasting branding to it, a little yellow box, a little blue thing at the top. Uh, and then from there, I download it and upload it to TikTok on the web, which is again, a bad thing. I should be doing this in the app. That That's the thing. And then I take that same video and upload it to t- to uh, Instagram. And if I have time, I'll throw it into to Facebook. So um, that's my workflow at this point. But I, I did hear if you have do, fun with it, have fun a, with it, you know, just have fun with it. It won't seem like work if you've, if you're having a good time. I think sometimes we get too crazy about I got to get this done, you know, and then it just becomes a job as opposed yeah. to just having fun with it. I mean, this buddy of mine was just having fun. That's it. And that's yeah. half the time why it works because people are having fun as opposed to here's my next TikTok. Uh, DR says, do you have to create the original piece on your phone? No, they just like it better. It's more likely to get the TikTok thumbs up. And likewise, what people are doing is they're making it on TikTok downloading it and uploading it to Instagram. Well, Instagram loves it when you have that TikTok logo in the bottom right-hand corner or wherever it shows up. Um, so, again, I'm, I'm not putting – this is something – It's entertainment. I, yeah. It's entertainment. Yeah, I do. This is just entertainment. Yeah, and I'm not looking at this because there isn't one as a magic bullet. I'm not thinking, oh, you know what? I haven't been doing TikTok this is it. This is going to be the thing I do, Jim. And as soon as I start TikTok, man, I'm going to get 10,000 downloads. You know, it's like Cinderella story. <laughs> Cinderella story. About to do it. About to do it. Well, but Dave, I think sometimes uh, the quicker the the quicker we find success, the faster it goes away. Oh, right. Yeah. Hello, so, uh, uh, American Idol. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, right on. And and I think so. Sometimes as as content creators as influencers we try to you know we're trying to find this quick hit this like i i could just get one of these things to go great well okay but then the next day okay what's next yeah that's what those listeners or those viewers are waiting for not oh i want to i want to have a a, uh you know i want to have a relationship um with you from a brand perspective no it's entertainment to them the next day or the next minute, they're like, okay, what's the next funniest thing, right? So if you're looking, I think if you're looking for deep, you know, brand connections in this, if you're doing this from a business standpoint, you're you're wanting to kind of work with customers. You know, again, if you, if you like doing it, uh, keep doing it. But the faster, you know, the faster the road to success, I think the faster it goes away. And so- Snapchat you know, anyone? <laughs> No, yeah, just don't, I don't make this the, your entire focus yeah. from a marketing and brand building uh, standpoint. We, we still need to work with customers, right? Give them, give them great product. 
Yeah, DR says, "Ooh, who you follow? Darn, I'll need a second account." That was <laughs> that was one of the tips. She said, "Have a lab account." She called it where you can just go and watch other people and things like that. And she was talking about lip sync videos, and I was like, "I'm not doing a lip unless I'm lip syncing George Carlin. I'm not doing any uh, lip sync videos." Uh, Dan from Based on a True Story Podcast dot com says, "We all only have 24 hours in a day, so it's just a matter of prioritizing." how those hours are spent across all the different platforms to create the content, you know? So yeah, exactly. And if you got time and you're having fun, do it if not. But I, I just know when I watch reels, when I watch TikTok, number one, every time I start that process, there's a voice in my head that says, you know, you're going to blow away 20 minutes, don't you? And I go, no, I won't. Not this time. 20 minutes later. I'm like, don't go on you algorithm. Um, but I rarely click outside of that. And the other thing is these platforms don't want you to send people out. So, you know, if I say, hey, for more information, schoolofpodcasting.com, they're not going to make me go viral. You know, so it's it's that's the part that I make my I scratch my head. I'm like, it's this is more of a branding play to where eventually someday they might see me and go, oh, that's the school of podcasting guy. And maybe then Google School of Podcasting, but I can't really send them. You know. I think if you're consistent in that space, like if you were, cons- I'm not, oh, by the way, I'm not saying you're not. Okay. Right. But if you're consistently funny on TikTok, like you would, like that, that where you change the shirt, that was hilarious. Right. right? If, if you, if you continued, like a lot of stand up comedians are using TikTok for this, where they're, you know, they're just taking their bits and breaking them down and putting them on. Like Jim Gaffigan has been the king of this, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, if you're consistently, if you're, if you're bringing a consistent product that way, that, you know, a five minute or not five minute, one minute tips or 30 second tips on things. If, if you can be consistent with it, you could probably grow a brand pretty well out there over time. But you know, one, one viral video doesn't New. mean you're gone. You're gone as fast as you came. I met at, uh, it was really cool at, at the writer's workshop. A, I got to hang out with Mimi, uh, Kathy, something, something from the Drew Carey show. Super cool person. Yeah. Just amazing. Yeah. Cause we did a, a book signing and she had a book and I look over and I'm like, Holy cow, it's, it's Mimi. Um, so she was really cool. And to the left of me, I can't remember her name, Kathy, something, something, but she, um, apparently had her husband die. And so she's a musician. So she wrote kind of this whole, you know, out of the ashes kind of themed album. And it ended up getting her on the today show. Like she had a a video that went viral, like bazillions of, of viewers, right? Super powerful. She runs in the studio, makes an album with all these, like, you know, she, I think she's in Nashville. So like just tons of phenomenal musicians. They all write this song out, blah, blah, blah. Album comes out right fresh off the today show. She's like, it's not, she goes, I don't want to say it was a failure. She goes, it wasn't when you think about the today show, you know, yeah. I was on and she goes, I had all these followers and things like that. And she goes, and you know, then you have to remember that, oh, that's right. I get a quarter of a penny on Spotify. Yeah. And yeah. She, she said, you could yeah. play my whole album for a year, uh, nonstop. And I would end up making the same amount of money that I used to when I sold one CD. Yeah, I think I heard I've heard it said merch is where it's at for musicians right now. Yeah, right. Oh, absolutely. Because you think about a shirt. When I was in a band and we bought 144 shirts, which at the time was a lot because they were I think six bucks for our members. So we all chipped in and then we sold them for ten. 
because um, we didn't want to have to make change for people. Um, right. And, you know, that's a decent, you know, margin. Well, multiply that by thousands. Now you're buying your shirts for, you know, three bucks right. or something like that. Right. And you're selling gazillions of them. Yeah, that's uh, that and, of course, tickets. But tickets are hard because there's a whole weird thing where people are all these. Um, oh, I can't think of a name of one, but not Ticketmaster, but these other ones, they buy all the good seats and then sell them for ridiculously, you know, price stuff. So that's always kind of uh, tricky. Um, Jim, with your show, with, with Gallup, do you guys promote on LinkedIn? I would think LinkedIn. Would oh be- yeah. 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 Our, listen, we've tripled our LinkedIn page. So Clifton strengths, if you got search Clifton strengths on LinkedIn, we have a showcase page and uh, we've tripled that over the last 18 months, maybe I'd say year. I, I, I don't know. Um, and we have been doing LinkedIn lives, uh, maybe one a week, uh, just to get just pop out there. We get a hundred to six hundred when we drop when we drop on LinkedIn. Then we repurpose that content that goes into the Clifton Strengths podcast. So I, I do that content in a way knowing I'm going to repurpose it on LinkedIn. I reset, so I start, hey LinkedIn Live, blah blah, let's interact, blah, blah. and then I reset and say I'm here oh. with Dave Jackson, and we're talking about this so that I can kind of repurpose it as a podcast. The LinkedIn listeners don't care that I reset, right. but for the for the Clifton Strengths podcast, it makes it that way it doesn't feel like, you know, you don't have us sharking, you know, or, or, or out there being like, yeah, put in your top five, put in your, you know, we want to, yeah. the podcast listeners don't want to hear that stuff. So we put all that stuff up front and then repurpose it. I do a reset and, and for for what we do listen for what we do linkedin is the best platform it's for us right this clifton strengths professional development learning right it's a workplace product linkedin could not be designed better for us so i I definitely have been using linkedin a lot i'm just surprised when i look at it it turned into facebook at some point like the only thing missing is Uh, nice videos no (laughs) no well i don't know maybe it depends who you follow I, I find it has a social, it has its own little social uh, pressure not to be like Facebook. And if you post something that's too personal, people will be like, I don't know if this should be here. Like this is LinkedIn. And so now I, listen, I follow a ton of professional development people who probably wouldn't post that way on there, but there is some social pressure on LinkedIn to not, for it not to become Facebook. I also find because Lots of folks are, this is how they find jobs or their, their networking, their professional networks. The conversations are a little nicer you know, mm. on there than they would be on YouTube or That's on true. Facebook, Twitter for sure. So, um, you know, you just, I, I find it to be a little bit nicer of a place. Yeah. Uncle Marv says LinkedIn has worked for me, but I'm not doing major advertising, just engaging my existing connections and getting, yeah. The, if I could go back in time, there was a while there where if you like wanted to follow me, I'd follow you. So I have like uh, just tons of people there that I am so, so called connected to that I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't pick them out of a lineup. I do have about 12,000 connections out there now <laughs> on LinkedIn, but that, but that's part of, I, I follow our customers. So uh, I get a list of customers who come through. I send them a note. Hey, connect with me on LinkedIn. I connect with them. That uh, it's just a great place for us to be able to do it. We have our that page. Our our showcase page has about thirty thousand followers. Wow. Um, on it, and that that was 
not long ago that was ten thousand, and so it's uh, it's been it's been a good place for us to connect with our customers. And and that kind of comes up. Uh, SP asks, like, how do you monetize TikTok? And I think there's a way with ads. Uh, again, I am just now sniffing the TikTok world. I I scratch my head with this as well. Like, it takes me. This is one of those times where because it's a fifteen second video, it maybe takes me five minutes, if that. And it's usually just talking to the camera, great, upload. And as it's uploading and transcribing, I'm off doing something else. I go back. I make sure there's no typos in the transcription. I download. I upload. And it takes me, you know, maybe 15 minutes to do a video. But the whole thing is, like, they hate it when you send people away from their service. And I'm like, well, that's kind of what I'm there for. I want you to come to my website. So I don't know. And that's where I think he had another comment. Yeah, yeah. as a hobby podcast, he says, I've not seen the usefulness of this. I'm not making money on my shows. So how do you get TikTok to add the overall brand value? I don't know. Unless it's just if somebody – seen this is – I'm with you, SP. I'm kind of like, well, I'm going to play with this. But you think about it. What For me, when I look at reels or whatever, I'm not seeing, hey, here's a reel from Jim Collison followed by a reel by from Jim Collison. Like I have to go over and follow yeah. them. And most yeah. of the time I'm yeah. just swipe, swipe, swipe. You know, here's another fishing video. Nope. Here's another fake soldier coming home. Can we not do that anymore? That's ridiculous. I saw one the other day and I was like, yeah, that's that's staged. Thanks. I love it when they're real, but geez, Louise. Um, but they're trying to get the views. And yeah. so I'm I'm with you on this. I kind of go in, in the same way that the uh, the I always go back to this uh, example the Association of Christian Athletes used to do a podcast. I don't remember what the name of it was. I just remember that the host name was Jimmy Page, because every time he said that, my <laughs> guitar ears perked up. And at the end of their show, they said, brought to you by the Association of Christian Athletes. And I remember it was either three or five times a week. And it was some sort of health tip, like, did you know that eating carrots is good for you? You know, blah, 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 carrots, eat them. Orange, eat carrots, good. Brought to you by the Association of Christian. It was like literally like two minutes. Um but it worked. I remember their brand. So I yeah. guess if I was looking for some sort of association of Christian athletes, I would Google that now. And I'm assuming it's they're still in business. That was a while ago. Um, Dave, when we, we spent, we had a meeting this week just talking about this subject. And of course, I'm, you know, I'm the oldest guy right. in the room, right? And uh, my younger you know, you know, my younger coworkers are saying things like, yeah, I uh, regularly thinking of mostly Instagram, like I regularly shop and find most of the things I buy now on Instagram. Hmm. And I, for me, Instagram had just become a flip through, find pictures of my friends kind of thing. But there's this, there's this influencer brand awareness thing that goes on for folks looking for it who regularly buy on Instagram. I've never bought anything off of Instagram. So I kind of think it depends on the demographic and who you're, who you're focusing on and what you're selling and what's the product awareness on it. It may be a gold mine. I mean, again, these folks are buying on it. So somebody's making money off of it. Right. right? But I, I, that's not my, that's not me. I don't even want to say my demographic because my, I don't know if that's completely (laughs) true as well. Yeah, Dan says product placement is one way to monetize, not so much through TikTok itself, but brands who want to be seen in popular videos. That's absolutely a thing. I think you have to disclose that. 
Um, I do I have to disclose that I'm not representing the, the Kansas, Kansas City, City Chiefs, Chiefs yes, or I'm, the NFL? And I'm selling Ma- in a- I'm selling Mountain <laughs> Dew and back scratchers today. Um, <laughs> do so- I have any other stuff <laughs> on my background? I have to be careful of. Yeah. Um, at the beginning, I said I would come back to this. If someone already has a website for their business, then decides to do a podcast, it's a good question. Would it be better to just have a podcast tab on their website? Yes, or have a separate podcast site pod page. And so especially I love the way if somebody already has a website for your business. So that's number one. Like when you go there, we we started today talking about when you go to somebody's website, do you know what it does? So I'm assuming that when I go to their website, it's, you know, Jim's house of smelt. And it's, you know, we we sell the best smelt, which for the record, if you don't live near Lake Erie, it's really stinky fish, um, you know, available kind of thing. I always recommend, yeah, put a a podcast tab. And what I see a lot at Libsyn, and when I recommend it to people, they go, oh, is, because they're using like the Libsyn website, which, you know, it works. But I'm like, I see like in your podcast settings that your email is, you know, Dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. Like, why don't you send people, like, why not put your, your all this, this guy was using 3,000 characters in his description. I go, you should put that on your website. Google loves lots of words. And then put the podcast on, you know, put a player there and then direct people to that. Uh, I, you know, where for the first, I don't know, 15 years of the School of Podcasting, it was a podcast that had a business. And then two years ago, I'm like, you know, I might make more money if I make this focused on my membership site that has a podcast. So if you've already got a business, definitely uh, do that. So here's here's an you're showing this. Here's an example of what we do. So I'm on the board of the Omaha STEM ecosystem here. Nice. And we have this thing. It's not a podcast, although I've talked to them about doing podcasts and we've tried a couple. But uh, we we have this thing called the platform. And this is. Right up here at the top, you can see it just says the platform. When we're out talking about this publicly, we say the platform. And then down here is the platform, right? So if someone lands on our page and they find they find it through omahastem.com and we've said the platform, they go, oh, there's the platform. Have I said the platform enough, right? And then click on this and it takes them really to the interactive part of the, uh, of the site. So... I think if you've already had an existing, um, you know, you already got an existing website and you start a podcast, make sure the word podcast is on your site very prominent. Put it somewhere up top, avail, probably top and right, I think is what most people recommend, right? Get it to the top and to the right and make it very clear how to get to the podcast from your page and say the podcast and then put it up there. We, we get cute with this and you're like, no, 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 just the podcast up there. That's what you're, you're trying to drive them to. Now that could redirect. This actually redirects to another site called stemplatform.aiminstitute.org, which you don't want to say ever. Like, cause it's, <laughs> nobody's going to remember that. One more time. Uh, what was it? Yeah, it's stemplatform.aiminstitute.org. Yeah. <laughs> right. No one's going to remember that. Right. So we, we have a shortener, right? I, I think, and I can't do it at this, at this point right now, I don't remember what that is, but I always say, just go to, just go to omahastem.com and click on the platform. You're there. Right. So it, it, um, if you're going to do that DR, if you're, if we're talking about that, just be really clear. I think sometimes we try to just get too cute with, 
with it. We have, I'll admit, to get to the Gallup podcast, it's it's on our own website. We have so many things. It's like the Library of Congress. Hmm. And so, like, you know, you, you got to kind of work at it a little bit. And I keep telling them, hey, I think the podcast is the most important thing. So I'd like it to have, <laughs> well, we have other things that are important too, <laughs> right? So I don't always get top billing for uh, for our podcast. Plus, we have seven other podcasts. Which one do Ooh. you yeah. Which one do you, right? Which one do you highlight? Yeah. So it's a little bit of work. when you have that many things to offer, it gets harder. Yeah. And it, it gets it's, harder. It's hard because you have to figure out why am I doing the this podcast? And if the goal is yeah. I need to, I'm trying to bring business, you know, get customers for my business, then definitely it's a tab on the business website. And then point in your in your description, there's that field like website for this episode. Yeah. Make that your website. Because number one, uh, you can tell people, you know, just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash 412. So they've heard the brand again, askthepodcastcoach.com. Um, mm-hmm. If if your listeners link to it on their blog, that that potentially is going to boost your your SEO. And if somebody listens to your podcast on your website, that's going to make time on website go up which again is potentially going to boost your SEO. So I always get kind of confused when people use, if they have a website and they use their, their media host website, because you've got a website boost it up there. And, and it's just a matter of, Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah, that. for so. sure. Well, and the more things you have, I mean, this is the, this is the, the problem with having success, a lot of successful things. The more stuff you have, it gets harder and harder to put it on a single website. And you think, well, okay, let's create different different sites with different brands so that we don't confuse people. But then when people get excited about your product, they're like, why isn't this just in one place? Like I can go one place to get it all. Well, because somebody decided that we were going to, you know, it was better to to have the brand at the top level and not the company at the top level. And there, it's almost a no-win situation, um, you know, in selling multiple products. You've really got to, I mean, let's think, go to Amazon.com and tell me that's easy to navigate. <laughs> like, yeah, you can, for uh, for most of us buying stuff, you can go and put it in the search bar, right? But their services, like, their fo- like where's their photo service? Like, go to Amazon, right? Or, or where's the, you know, I mean, there's. There's so many, like if I want to do a return, yeah, it's a couple clicks. Well, now they do that intentionally, but you know what I'm saying? So it just gets, the more things you have, the more complicated it gets. Yeah. It's, uh, especially with Amazon, if you're, cause then you go into orders and you're like, oh wait, this was a digital order. <laughs> yeah. So it's a different yeah. link. Yeah. It's totally on that. So this is hard to navigate here though. This is, yeah. Cause there's a lot of things to do. Not to do. People say all the time, yeah, it could be easier. Yeah, it could, but create. Taking something that's complex and making it easier is a is a is an art, and so I mean you got to work hard at it. And even sometimes when you're trying to simplify it, who are you trying to simplify it for? Because there may be for for one person it, simplifying it in in way A is the right way. It also might be in it might be an easier way for somebody else in another way. And knowing it's really you can't please this is what goes back. You can't please all of the people time ever <laughs> and if you ch- if you're chasing that on your website if you're trying to make sure it's perfect for everyone it'll probably but won't be good for anyone um you know? i think it's don miller story brand we've talked about that book before 
that's another really good book that, that talks yeah. about that. I just realized Russell had asked, would it be interest of your listeners to share my 10 person round table podcast experience? Yeah. Ask oh, the po- I ask, broke out into a sweat when yeah. I, when I read that, ask, ask the podcast coach.com slash join, or if you want to put it in the chat, but I'd, I'd love to hear it uh, right after we think, of course, our awesome supporters, uh, you know, we, we had uh, Jennifer sign up and, and Glenn, which is great because when I moved the school of podcasting, I gave all my listeners a discount and um, Christmas is coming. <laughs> Santa's starting to freak out. Going to uh, be a thin Christmas this it, year, Dave? Yeah, is that could, what you're saying? Be, yeah, Santa's going to be thin. <laughs> um, our, uh, I always like to, to feature one of our awesome supporters and I, I have the woman in the tube set up to be a male from uh, England so uh, what's her name now sounds like this. And here's our, um, our uh, featured awesome supporter. Okay, Dave. And the awesome supporter is John at johnmunts.com. There you go. John Munts, thank you so much for being an awesome supporter. And uh, Ask the Podcast Coach runs on PodPage. If you want to try PodPage, well, go to trypodpage.com. You can try it for free. If you need just a little more Jim Collison, and can't you always find room for a little more Jim Collison because he's awesome, uh, go over to theaverageguy.tv and check out Home Gadget Geeks and all the other things he has going on over there. And uh, when you think podcasting, think School of Podcasting. Now, of course, comes with Unlimited Dave. I had somebody just sign up this morning and I sent her a message and I said, so here, do this. You can text me. You can send me audio. You can send me video. You can send me a graphic and I will reply. Uh, I was at the Irma Bombeck thing and I was answering questions in the hallway from somebody. So it's like having Dave in your pocket. It's great. Um, and uh, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. I've got my book and a couple other things over there. Uh, that you can do. So thanks to everyone who has been doing that and uh, ready to share his uh, his 10-person roundtable because he asked this question. He's like, hey, I'm trying to do a 10-person roundtable. Any advice? And I go, yes, don't. <laughs> so welcome to the stage. Uh, Russell, how are you, buddy? I'm fine. You hear me well, I oh, guess? Oh, yeah. You're great. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Jim. Um, I get... Uh, I was going through withdrawals last week because you weren't on. Yeah, I know. So you're back. That's um, been solved. During that time, uh, I, when I asked you about whether, you know, some advice for doing a 10-person live roundtable podcast, and you said the one thing that came to my mind, of course, first was don't. I'd already committed to doing it. So <laughs> the, the advice I was really looking for was <laughs> how to do it best. <laughs> the horse was out of the barn. Yes. Yeah, I'd already committed to it. So the the don't option was kind of off the table. Let me preface it really quick. The group I'm trying to help is a 10-person women's local business club, a little bunch of entrepreneurs. Each think that they would like to have their own podcast. And on my podcast, I want to introduce them and then kind of move them into their own shows, which then I would then produce and help, you know, <laughs> them and earn some money in between. So I wanted to show up at their meeting and look fabulous, look like I really knew what I was doing, right? <clears throat> so I brought in uh, my L12 mixer. I brought in a bunch of SM7Bs, all the, you know, um, cloud lifters, the rolls buttons for the cough switches. I mean, I had this all set up and I tried everything at my house, except for one thing was a uh, headphone splitter that I bought on... <laughs> 
on the way over from Guitar Center. So I get it all set up and everything under my house worked perfectly. I get it all set up over there. Nothing works. Wow. Nothing. And for two hours, while these ladies couldn't be nicer, we're having a nice conversation, talking about their businesses. I'm there just like, try this cable, try that cable. What about this? Okay, about that. You know, pulling this thing, try to pull this thing together. And I, and I got flop sweat like coming out of me like it's, um you know, the Bellagio, right? <laughs> All right. So, so this is the, the this is 1.0 of don't. <laughs> so I, I get everything all put together. And I just, at some point they said, Hey, look, you know, it's getting late. We got to go. Let's try this in a couple of weeks. They, and they, they couldn't have been nicer. They said, we understand no problem. <sighs> so what do I, I, I kind of blamed it on the headphone mixer. Cause that was the only piece of equipment mm. I hadn't tried. I got home still fried, Tried to got it all set up, called up the people at Sterling and asked them, how come this thing doesn't work? You know, I, I kind of upbraided them a little bit and they said, well, give it, you know, try this, try that. And I said, okay, fine. I set everything up at home, just like it was at the studio at their, at their studio. Everything worked perfectly. It was great. I was like, what, what's the difference? I think, and this is the question I have for maybe you and your listeners. I think what may have defeated me is that their power supply, the only thing different between what was at my house and at their place is the plug in the wall. And if they don't have 120 volts of decent power to run all this, would that cause the equipment to look like it was working because the lights would come on, but nothing would happen. And yet it, when I got at home, all the LEDs come on, everything works fine. And I'm just thinking, oh, maybe it wasn't actually my fault. So, but it was, a, that's why it, the first one was a disaster. Well, so I, when I troubleshoot, I try to isolate stuff. So when you talked into the SM7B, did it make the lights blink on the thing? No, right. but the power light was on. And that's why I called up the Sterling people. I said, what is wrong with you? You know, you send out equipment that doesn't work. And they're like, no, you try it. And yeah, we do. Why? Okay. Well, and so, like I said, I went home the next, after the next night, after, you know, cooling down about a million degrees, I tried it. And the little LEDs on each of the channels comes on. You, the, the dials work. The stuff sounds great. I mean, that's, you know, I didn't. That's a weird it, one. It, that's a weird one. And that's why I wanted to see if, if might be additive for your listeners is that the problem I ran into now, they, they are in the, in California, we don't have basements as a rule. This place does the basement of their, of their studio is their studios in a basement. That's made out of boulders around the walls and all the, um, electrical is above surface in conduits and, and boxes. And I think it's probably older than the pyramids. And I think what happened, I think what happened is that while it might be 120 volts, there might be something in the circuitry that isn't allowing enough amps to run any of this stuff. And so all of it was just like dead. And so yet, I, I mean, I seriously, I just packed it up, went three blocks back to my house, plugged everything in just the way it was. And it worked absolutely perfectly. It couldn't have been better. And I just wondered if you guys had run into something like this. Well, um, Stefan has a suggestion. If you're using cloud lifters, make sure that phantom power, yes. obviously the, you, you the L12 has a, a phantom power yeah. uh, button for each of the banks. And that is the oldest trick in the book to fail. And yes, thank you for your answer. But I absolutely yeah. did the 
uh, uh, phantom power. Yeah, and of course the mute button obviously was checked. Uh, maybe you need to run all the electrical into some sort of UPC brick or some sort of kind of generator like a mixer for, for the power. That might be something to try. You could, you know, if they had other power upstairs, you could just take a microphone, you know, and instead of having all 10 set up, like let me take the mixer upstairs with one mic. Because if I can get right. one mic to work, then I should be able to get 10, you know, but that would help answer that question without having to set everything up. Just like, hey, let me let me try one microphone. I don't know. Jim, you look like you're deep in thought. I'm just trying to figure out what, what it why is. that would yeah. do it. Yeah, under well, voltage, it, 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 so, under so, so, Right. So let me that. address the, uh, the listener's uh, um, mm-hmm. suggestion. My thought for the next time is I have a Jackery um, – Power, power supply, you know, because yep. uh, yep. I, I often go record in the local park in the morning. It's really mm-hmm. nice. The reverb in the park is nothing. Yeah, it's perfect. But I bring my own power supply. So the next time I'm, uh, we're set up to go um, November 14th to try it again. And I'm basically trying to show them what a great expert I am. I and mean, they were just amazed at all the technology. They don't know anything about any of this, right? But I said, and I'm going to go next time and say, look, I'm so cool. I even brought my own electricity. <laughs> it's a it's a good idea. I mean, it's a good. I think idea. it's a good idea because you know, I can't, nothing else was different. Yeah. Well, you could test that now. You're if you add that component in at home and test it. That I test it before I took yeah. it. Right. I did everything. Before, I, this was well, like my no, big opportunity. But I, no, no, no. I mean, but I didn't the, try that. Take the jackery right at home. Mm-hmm. Put it in front of everything and test everything at home. Right. Correct. Then when you take the jackery in, you'll you 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 would it seemingly you would kind of eliminate that. How big of a jackery is it? What's the three hundred? What's the size on that? A jackery three hundred. So that should be enough for sure. For a couple so hours, I think. Yeah. Got some ba- the the cool thing about that is you got some backup on that too, right? Now will that will that run? Can you plug that jackery in at the same time you're using it? Will it charge while you're using it, or do you know? Uh, Does it work I've both as a that. backup? And a, no, I, and a, it might be like you're saying a, a, a filter, like the gentleman said, a kind of yeah. a filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My I, thought I, I, yeah. is that it has 120 coming out of the wall, but as soon as you put any kind of load on it, it just dives. Yeah, it's 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 possible, right? And, I mean, and a, it's possible. Right, and I don't know how to test that. I've, I, I can put my fluke meter in there and see, but I, that doesn't really put any load on it. Right. And and, right. and I don't want to turn into an electrician there. I just want to get this Listen, thing done. The, the electrical stuff that you have doesn't create a massive amount of load. Like sound equipment, except for an amp. Like if you were blaring this stuff out through speakers, that would create a load. But the stuff, the microphones and stuff, they're, they, they don't create light, that heavy of a load. Yeah, yeah. No, so, it's not like I'm running an arc welder and a bunch of marshals, you know. If you're going to do that there and you have to do it there and you can't do it do anywhere it else, then I definitely would put the jackery in front of it and and give that a try. That seems like you'd be eliminating at least the current problem. And the jackery's probably, even by itself, would probably be able to run the, all that equipment for a couple hours pretty easily. easily. You can test that at home, by the way. That's you right. Can test that before you go. Just plug everything in and fire it up and see how long it lasts. So, and I'd even go out and buy buy a bigger jackery if I had to. Ah, you know, you should be fine. You should. Yeah, be yeah. Fine. And, Give it and a try. the other thing, and and as I said, I even had headphone splitters and I had all this cool stuff, yeah. and it just yeah. like was epic fail. So now, <laughs> well, the the universe teaches you lessons that way. Well, right? and that's why I thought it'd be interesting, maybe for your listeners to share uh that yeah. and the second thing then i dave I, and jim i wanted to ask then for 2.0 
to make the sound and and everything the, the advice i was really seeking in the first place rather than just don't was was what would you advise to make the recording as good as possible we're talking about 10 ladies sitting around a big conference table in a room that's moderately soft is there a way i i got lucky the time i did something like this and it was horrendous it was at the rock and roll hall of fame and they put me in a conference room that i'm not making this up had at least 20 foot high uh glass ceiling an actual glass like window ceiling um and the only thing that was cool is it was one person from from NPR that was talking mm. to them. And it was very – and so nobody – it wasn't a conversation. It was very simply, I'm going to ask you a question, and then you're going to answer it. And when they were – when the person was done answering it, there was just this awkward pause until the NPR lady asked another question to somebody else. So it made it easy for me, and I do not recommend this because this could have gone horribly wrong. I muted everybody's channel because I could tell who was going to talk next. So I don't know if, number one, make sure, I don't know if you can get separate tracks for 10 people. That'd be kind of crazy. But if you could. Sure. Uh, the the L12 should do. Yeah. And then. It's got eight eight XLR inputs and a bunch of, you know, banana mic inputs. And I yeah. think it does, like, my if it's just a bigger piece than my P4. It should get separate tracks. Yeah, and then run it through studio sound into stripped and have a noise gate, and that's probably about as good as it's going to get because you're going to get bleed. There's no way you're not going to get bleed. That's impossible. Right. So, and yeah, for what it's are, worth, I use isotope and, and do the same thing. Yeah, Russ, are they are they going to be talking all at the same time or like? Well, I I told them they, I. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, can they? Are you interviewing them one at a time? And, and could you set up two or three mics where they prep them? You know, you're talking to one person and then you've got on deck and in the circle, right? Is that what they call it in baseball? Yeah, um, right. And then, um, so is it that kind of style or can, is there an opportunity for any of the 10 to talk at any given time? What's the style going to be? Well, they asked for the latter. Okay. I, told, I told them, I said, I want to be a little strict about this. I don't mean to be mean. But we have to have this be a little organized where people aren't just all talking yeah. over each other because the bleed is is bad enough as it is. But then to edit out the false starts, the ums and uhs and all that stuff out of 10, you know, it's going to be like eight to 10 tracks is going to be a career. And I just said, look, we have to kind of control this. And, you know, we'll understand it. But like I said, I just wanted to share with you that I went over there. This is my big opportunity to turn my podcast and podcasting business into something that could be monetized and right out of the gate, you know, it's like the horse tripping as soon as the gate opens, <laughs> you know, you've done all the training, you've done everything and all of a sudden the gate opens, bam, face plant. And I'm just like, Oh, so I'm going over the next time again with even more stuff to, uh, to make sure I got it. And I'm going to not, uh, use condenser mics, by the way, everybody's getting a, their own dynamic. There you go. Well, Good luck Good with luck. that. Yeah, let, let, let us know. Um, I, okay. That's a lot of voices all at once. Well, I, that's what I tried to tell them. It's like, we yeah. got to be a little respectful here and we'll see. But the, yeah. uh, I just thought you guys might get a laugh out of it because the, the, the expectation you had of it mm. being horrible was, but yeah. for the other reason. Sure, sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't Thanks, think, Russ. I don't think he has a choice. DR saying, are you going to have 10 people again? I think that's what he was hired to, uh, 
to record. So, you know, he's 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 advised best practices and as the saying goes, you know, the customer always gets their way. Doesn't mean they're right, but they usually That's get right. their way. So yeah, and, uh, and uh, Stefan's trying to say, you know, the producer has a mute button. But in this case, you have so many microphones in so many places, you're you're going to get bleed through. If somebody starts talking and their microphone's not on, it's going to bleed it through into another mic yeah. or even your mic. So it's 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 really we did this, Russ. We did this one time with a swivel mic. I just had two mics and I had five people. And we had an, you know, we had an, we had those on an arm and you would just, so if you wanted to talk, you would grab the, the arm and move it to you. And then everybody in the group knew, Hey, you're the next one to talk. Uh, and, and so that kind of helped control the conversation a little bit, but I, I can only imagine with 10 people, you're going to have a ton of crosstalk and you cut that all out in post. Right. Well, yeah. I'm, uh, that's going to be, like I said, going to be a career, but I'll tell, I'll do this for you. I'll take a picture of the setup yeah. and, and we, ha the, the next meetings on the 14th. So on your show after that, yeah. I'll jump in and share and you guys can, um, we'll probably have to be hospitalized afterwards just for <laughs> over laughter. You know, you'll have face cramps and, and, you know, hyperventilation, I think, but yeah. you know, yeah, maybe it'll be fun. Yeah. You know, it, what's life fun. without a risk, right? That's good, it, man. good, good luck to it. Let us know how it goes. Yeah, man. We'll do. Thank you All so right. much. Thanks, Russ. Thanks for jumping in. I get the sweats just thinking. Yeah, about that's that me. Too. I'm just like, holy cow. <laughs> I'm like 10. I'd do it. I would totally do it, but well, it's going to be a lot of post production. Well, I was amazed when I was, my office was above a deli in Rocky River, Ohio. And so I want to say the room was, I don't know, uh, 10 by 13. It was, Fairly small, you know, your basic office kind of thing. And I remember at one point I was in one corner um, with a microphone pointing at me. My wife was in the other corner. So she's, you know, a good 10 feet from me. And I was amazed at how much bleed there was. Now, part of that was because I was listening in a very quiet room above a deli in Rocky River, Ohio, going, I can't believe I can still hear the bleed. But um, I had to remind myself my audience doesn't listen like that. And I did what I could to take it out. I noise gated and things of that nature and muted and all this other stuff. But, and that's where he said, that's going to take him a, that's going to be a career cleaning that up. But I was just amazed. Well, you can, you, you could overcome that Dave with a little bit, like if you had another producer there to help, mm. uh, it, or set the expectations of the guests to say, Hey, look, we're going to have a lot of things going on here. Be sensitive to the crosstalk. Like it, now that creates its own weirdness if you've got 10 people and you're saying, okay, don't, you know, be careful of the crosstalk and everybody's looking at each other before they talk. And so there's, and then somebody waits, oh, it's open and two people talk at the same time. So you, you can, there's some, there's probably some things you can do to kind of help out with it. I think getting an extra person to help maybe produce and setting some ground rules may yeah. help with that. That's actually what Kyle is saying. You know, the podcast yeah. professional needs to retune and rework the panel to work for an audio only environment. That's why they hired you. You're the yeah. subject matter expert. And anytime you ever have to give notes to a guest or someone that hired you, just explain that, hey, I want to make this sound good. I want this to be something that you can use later um, and, and have pride in it that this sounds great. And, you know, unless you want to turn this into the view, 
or the talk or any of those other talk shows in the morning where they have six people around a table and they all just, you can't understand what anybody's oh, saying. That drives me those nuts. Those are so scripted too. Like yeah. there's a lot of script that goes into some of those as far as what they're doing and when. Yeah. So that helps. Right. I mean, even though it looks unscripted, oh, let's, it, let's be, it's not, it, it's not unscripted. The, the one time I've been on TV, it was so scripted. I, yeah. I basically had to memorize my answer because it had to be, it had to come in. It couldn't be shorter than this and it couldn't be longer than that. And I practiced it the whole time yeah. I drove to, I drove to Cleveland to, no, uh, no, no, no. to get there. I was like, wow, this is not, this is just a fun conversation. I'm like, no, it's a performance. It's almost a play. You know, I'm playing the part. It's of almost them. WWE. <laughs> just, just kidding. That stuff's real. <laughs> uh, well, how are the, uh, I know you're working with high school kids. Yeah. Uh, if people are running, why is Jim not in the basement? Um, right. How right. is, how is your program? This is what week of that now? Uh, this is week three of five. So we have two more to go. And if you can't do math, uh, which I can't. Um, and it's going, it's going really, really well. They have, we had a guest speaker today and then we've got some, I've got some uh, instructors down there uh, teaching them code right now. As soon as we're done, I go out and pick out the pizza. That's my job is just to feed them. I'm not smart enough to do (laughs) anything else. So I can't order pizza. So I'll head down the road and bring the pizza, but yeah, a great program. We got a, we got a a good group of kids and uh, fun to do. So we got two more sessions, middle of November, early December. Nice. And I'm going to put a marker here because I'm going to cut this out later. If you're watching live right now, you have till the end of today to go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question and answer the question of the month. And don't forget to mention your website and your podcast a little bit about it. And this uh, month's question is, since we're kind of talking about this, if you think about it, Russ is kind of not following um, what most people would recommend for a round table, right? He, now he didn't design it, so that's not really fair, but yeah, that, he's working with what he's got. He's working with what he's got. Yep. It landed in his lap and you know, it's hard to turn down money. And so, uh, the question is what like best practice, he said, putting up quotation marks, what best practice are you somewhat ignoring and why? Um, which I thought was an interesting question just to show for me, I love it just to say, see, your podcasting is a recipe. It's not a statue. You don't have to, you know, if you want to use a blue Yeti, you can use a blue Yeti. You can do that. It's not something I recommend, but you know, uh, and I got one last night from, uh, Matt Rafferty, uh, from the author inside you. And he said, we don't play clips of the, uh, interview. They do an interview show. He goes, we don't find a clip and put it at the beginning because a, it usually is out of place it doesn't make any sense. And, oh, yeah, you're going to hear them say that anyway in about 10 minutes. And I was like, so that's an example. That works, too, for people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you want to do that, again, it's your show. Do it. But um, if you want to uh, contribute to that, uh, I will be doing that tomorrow. So that means I need your answer by today so I can run it through uh, Phonic and, you know. And, and, Jim, do you find this hard to believe that sometimes podcasters have a hard time getting to the point? Oh. <laughs> uh- what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> I would, no, I, I, well, yeah, yeah. we like to talk. Yeah. We yeah, like we to like talk. talk. We do. I know. I, 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 I was going to say something and then I thought, nah, I'll just leave it. <laughs> <laughs> I include myself in that, by the way. I, I yeah, was interviewed, I uh, I think it was on Wednesday and I swear at the end of every answer, 
the voice in my head was like, would you please just get to the point? It was too long of an answer. And I asked the guy afterward, I go, am I going to make you edit a ton? I go, how long was this supposed to be? He's like, no, that was great. Just keep doing what you're doing. I was like, because there's, you ever do this, you're in the middle of an answer and then you're like, what was, what was the question again? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's always fun. So, um, but, uh, we'll go ahead and start the music and, um, start wrapping things up. I want to make sure I got all the questions. I start a bunch. Um, oh, um, some advice. Uh, yeah. If you are doing any kind of like, if I had, uh, I have one of these on the school of podcasting. If you have any kind of offerings or support the show kind of stuff, whether it's Patreon or buy me a coffee or whatever, uh, put it on your website and put them all on one page. That a great example of this, jordanharbinger.com slash deals. So all of his sponsors are one thing. So you might go over there because you need some better help and you go, oh, wait, he has Harry's razors too and this and that. So it's an easy way. That way the audience only has to remember one link. You're reinforcing your brand. And um, if you're, if that sponsor is no longer sponsoring the show and they might then consider re-sponsoring the show because holy cow, we're getting this much traffic and he's not even mentioning it on the show anymore. So, uh, yeah, any anything like that is always a good idea. And Daniel J. Lewis just did. Uh, here's the thing: we got to. Do I have sound effects for applause? I do. It is some. Oh, that, except that's not it. It's this one. Nope. I don't know. Somewhere uh, I have applause. Just keep pushing them. It'll show up eventually. Yeah. Um. But uh, here it is. Um. It's nice to have him back because he did an episode on the fact that Apple used to be when people subscribe to your show. It was you were directly connected to the feed, and according to to what Daniel found, that's not the case anymore. And I was like, huh. And then he did something that I've been saying, which is which is why I have askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome and slash support is in the event I ever want to leave Patreon, I can. And I don't have to get stuck because I can just update it and I don't have to go back and fix, you know, 412 episodes of me saying patreon.com slash Dave Jackson. I just up because I control that link. Ask the podcastcoach.com slash support and slash awesome. So, um, so that's uh, it's nice to have him back. And now I can't find my music, Jim. That's uh, that's kind of fun. I, there's just too many buttons on the roadcaster. There we go. So, uh, Jim, what is coming up on uh, the average guy.tv? Well, I took a week off, which is always nice. We took a week off last week. Yeah. I thought I'd continue the trend and uh, took a week off, but we spent a little bit of time uh, talking on the previous show with Christian Johnson talking about. Maple Grove Partners. So you hear me talking about that on the show. If you want to hear from the guy who's behind Maple Grove Partners, it's out there right now. Show 550, homegadgetgeeks.com. Jason Bryant, uh, Matt Talk Online, is uh, a new Maple Grove Partner uh, yeah. customer. And it's all yes. your fault, Jim. He's heard I you know. mention it so many times. Uh, no. Randy Cantrell as well. Yeah. And, and so a bunch. I, I just think it's great hosting. It's And so you can hear it from Christian himself. Like nice. I said, homegadgetgeeks.com. And on the School of Podcasting, we heard the story a couple weeks ago from Mark about how he changed his verbiage. I actually interviewed him so I could get a little better audio. He was in the car before, so we did that. And so we're talking about how words matter. There are a couple examples that I have in addition to Mark's story that you go, ooh, that is easier. Ooh, that is more clear. Just how changing one word can really do that. And then I've got uh, a clip from Adam Curry talking about value for value since that's kind of what Mark was leading to. So it's it's all kind of a themed 
episode this week that I'm going to be building. And of course, we have the question of the month. So what I need to figure out, because I don't know at this point, depending on how many answers I have to question of the month, I may move Mark's segments to the next week and make that its own episode and just have a bunch All of right. question of the month. So it's always fun on Sunday. Dave gets to figure out, what am I doing again this week? So uh, thanks to the chat room. Thanks to uh, Mark and Dan for sponsoring and, and supporting the show. And thanks to Jen uh, for being a new uh, awesome supporter in Glenn. And, uh, yeah, no time off. I think I have one in November, but uh, we'll be here next week. And uh, thanks to everyone for listening. Take care. There we go. Finally. It's funny. As, as soon as I fade up the music, my brain's like, don't forget, you have to hit stop now. Because uh, it takes. But yeah, I, I have a thing in Miami.